Morning, Buzz. Yeah, good morning. Hasn't taken us long to start talking about referees, has it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> what do you make of it? Oh, look, I think Penrith were robbed, to, to put it bluntly. Um, and look, I don't want to take anything away from Wigan. They had a sell-out home crowd. They lifted. And um, I, 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 I just feel for Penrith because they've trained so hard over summer. They've flown, it's a round trip to the UK of 34,000 kilometres, long way to go. And I think the decision to award the match-winning try, as it turned out, to Jack Wardle, was one of the worst decisions I've ever seen on a rugby league field. He was clearly, clearly pulled up short of the line. Now, the referee ruled try. The bunker had every opportunity to overturn that decision, but they didn't. And that was the match-deciding try. It was so obvious. It was should have been a double-movement penalty to the Panthers. Now, that wasn't... Liam. Did you see the Liam Martin strip? Yeah, yeah. Was, oh, I was infuriated about that. Yeah. And The referee and you know, guessed. He guessed based on the crowd noise. Yeah, and, and that was at a crucial yeah. time of the game, you know. And then you had the tail and May try at the end. Look, I can live with that decision. It was touch and go, yeah. and it was impossible to, to, to determine from the video. So I can live with that one. But before that, I saw Tail and May chasing bombs but being blocked by escorts. Mm. Now, penalties every day of the week in the NRL. I just hope when we go to Vegas next weekend, I'm sure we won't. We've got better referees and a better bunker system and um, we'll talk about the football. But look, I saw enough from Penrith there. They're, they're hard games to win in England. Um, the home side gets every advantage, and I still saw enough there to understand why uh, the TAB have got them as favourites to win the competition. Buzz, I felt Ivan Cleary handled uh, the media after the game exceptionally well because I, I, if we feel so strongly about how that game was ref, you can only imagine the frustration he would have felt. Could not agree with you more, Clarkie. I think the entire club after the game showed a stack of class. Yeah. Now, I, I rang Brian Fletcher yesterday morning, who was here in Sydney, their group chief executive, and said, mate, how about, you know. But on the record, he wouldn't comment. And even after the game, the way the Penrith players swapped jerseys, um, shook hands, as you said, the coach with his class at his press conference. That footy club has copped a lot of criticism and some of their players in recent years for a bit of carry-on, the way they celebrate tries. I thought they showed over in England on Sunday morning that they're a wonderful advertisement for rugby league. Speaking Would you agree, Mitter? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And they do get a bad rap now and again. You know, Jerome Luai and, you know, there's been controversy around try selection, uh, try celebrations. and But they handled it great yesterday. Uh, speaking of advertisements, the new NRL advertisement heading into the new season. Tell us about it, Buzz. Yeah, I, I really like it. Look, the NRL in the past have signed up superstars, the likes of Tina Turner and other rock stars to to launch the season in multi-million dollar campaigns 
This year they're just letting the football do the talking and last night they released some 30 second advertisements. Um, it's all about 32 weeks of rolling action in the NRL. I think it was really, really important to get it out there last night because all the focus, the saturation media coverage, and you guys have got Laurie in Vegas and newspapers have got teams of five over there, Fox and nine are there. I think a lot of us forgotten there's actually six games will be decided the weekend after. And so this is going to keep their fans happy, their regional advertisement. So in Townsville, on the television there, you'll get a lot of the Cowboys. In Wollongong, you'll get a lot of St George Illawarra. Uh, Brisbane, you'll get the Broncos. And, uh, so it, it's a really good advertisement. There's a lot of Cal and Ponga in there. All 17 clubs feature. There's big hits. There's spectacular tries. It's a really good sell for the game. And, yeah, I think it was important to get out there last night. Well, you mentioned Vegas, Buzz. Teams have arrived and certainly settling in. A lot of the teams going and watching American sport and meeting their, yep. their superstars. Um, what have you made of it so far and let the build-up continue? I, I, first of all, I think the clubs that are there in the UK need to be, uh, there in the US, need to be congratulated for how open they've been with the media, with TV cameras and journos. I spoke to my mate Bulldog Ritchie yesterday, uh, this morning before I came on air. He went to dinner with the Roosters. He went to a team meeting with the Roosters. He's going to a basketball game with the Roosters. And they've just been so welcoming. And they appreciate the importance of getting a huge coverage here in Australia for the television ratings next week is so important on Fox Sports and Channel 9. It's terrific. And I know Laurie, when's Laurie hit the ground? Any time now. Well, we're trying to figure it out. Oh, yeah? So, uh, yeah, right. I think close. there might have been a connecting flight issue. <laughs> oh, you're sure he hasn't had too many cool drinks? I, I presume he's up the front of business, is he? Or? Uh, no, no, I think, I, he's know, just, I think he's just chilling in the middle somewhere. He might be a little yeah, further right. to the front than where Bulldog was because I saw Bulldog's seat. And you couldn't yeah. get much further back. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, right that's funny. I'm toilet. not going to bag him because I'm not sure. I'm going tomorrow, so yeah. I'm not sure where I'm seated. But, look, the, the, the other important issue is the referees. And the NRL are going to announce tomorrow that Adam G and Ashley Klein will be the two referees. And why this is really important for the game is that we're going on to Fox Sports 1, a huge network in America, and we can't nitpick. We need to have a fast, open, free-flowing game of rugby league to show the world. And Adam G did that in the grand final. Ashley Klein, I hope, sort of replicates Adam G's performance. And we do get to see that. My only concern, Mido and Clarkie, is that I think the coaches will know that it'll be a bit like an origin game. And they're will be a reluctance to blow penalties. Will they try and take advantage of that? I'm sure it's been discussed in most of the team meetings. Will we wrestle a little bit more? Will we... Do you know what I mean? Thinking they will be able to get away with it a little bit more. I hope that's not the case. It's already... Um, there's already concern about the football field not being as wide as it is and whether we're going to see enough tries and enough turbo, enough Reese Walsh, enough Latrell, etc. So 
there's going to be a lot of spotlight in the referees and, and whether we get to see a fast, open game of football. I, I think they've picked the right guys, though. What about uh, the second week of trial games, mate? What did you make of... Uh, what did you make of all the games? But I guess the positive for the Dragons, the way they played, and then the negative, the Tigers were awful. Oh, they were dreadful, weren't they, Clarky? <sighs> Look, I'll, I'll start positive with St. George Illawarra. I spoke to Shane Flanagan yesterday when he was driving home from Mudgee. And what I liked about it was he wasn't at all surprised by the performance. Flano said this is a rebuild year and, you know, he's, he's not expecting great things. He said that in the media a few weeks ago after a scrimmage against Manly. That was a tactic to take all the expectation and pressure away from his football side. Now, the way they played on the weekend in Mud was superb. They've got a really big football side, particularly that edge with Moses Suley, Jaden Sua, um, big Ravalawa. Um, I thought Ben Hunt was so... He was so hungry. He... You know, this guy's had a lot of criticism over the last few months about his statements that he wants to go home to Queensland, he's on a million dollars, he's Katniss and Georgia Lawara. When Kyle Flanagan came off to go to the sin bin the other, uh, to go to the head bin the other night, Ben Hunt couldn't get out of his chair quick enough on the sideline to try to get onto the field. The trainers had to restrain him from... Shane Flanagan didn't want to risk him so close. But that was a really, really encouraging sign about how hungry that player is. He scored a couple of tries, Ben Hunt, and um, I was really, really happy for St George Illawarra. Guys, if the rugby league's flying at the moment, but if we can get a powerful red V... And I'm not saying they're going to make the eight, but if we can see them competitive this year, it's going to make the comp a whole lot better. Now, the, the, Tigers, the West, yeah, yeah. Did you guys have a chance to watch this? Or oh, I saw some highlights, yeah, but yeah, yeah mean, look, it seems to be obviously just considering where they finished on the ladder last year. The commentary out of this match seems stronger than any other of yeah. the preseason challenge matches. Look again, I'll start with a positive. They've got a terrific 18-year-old, Lockie Galvin. He was the one player to stand out for them. If I was Benji Marshall, they get the bye first round, but in round two, I would have him as starting halfback. I don't care about his age. When you're good enough, you're old enough. And this kid is going to be a very, very special talent. And... Um, I, I just hope he does get that opportunity and get it v very early on. We all know what Aidan Caesar can do. The old boy who played in the 2019 Grand Final then went to England. I think Lockie Galvin's the future and he should start. The TAB reacted after the game by installing the West Tigers as the new $3 favourites to win the wooden spoon. Not a nice tag to have going into the season, but... Look, I can understand why after watching their performance on the weekend. It just wasn't good enough and they've got a lot of work to do. There were, you know, other, you know, I thought Melbourne Storm looked good against the Knights. I thought the Warriors, Roger Tuavasa-Shek, uh, he, he was just sensational. He, he really was. Um, Broncos impressive. And uh, look, I thought Parramatta looked okay against the Titans. So, um, 
Yeah, not long to go now, boys. And tell us about the Roosters, the, the strength amongst their juniors at the moment, Buzz. Yeah, it's quite incredible. They, reserve-grade Roosters, played reserve-grade South over the weekend, and the Roosters beat them quite comfortably. It was, um, and just to show the depth and this new academy they have, it's incredible. And they've got the smallest junior rugby league in the competition by that far. It's not funny. Anyway, they get to Harold Matthews against Penrith with the biggest junior rugby league in the world, and they flogged them. I think it was 40 to 10, something like that. Then again in SG Ball, the Roosters comfortably beat the Panthers. I did a story on the weekend. The Roosters have got all these players coming off contract or leaving, like Swalihi, Manu, Jared Wirahagres, Big Daniel Tupul. The following year, Tedesco's off contract. The following year, also Kiri. So they've got a lot of money to spend and they've got a history of bringing in big names. I'm not so sure they'll need as many big names as they have in the past. You look at Cooper Cronk, you look at Sonny Bill Williams, you look before that, Freddie Fittler, Luke Kearys. They really have a beautiful production line of kids coming through and um, they're going to be a powerhouse for a long time. It was very important they set this up because uh, the, the junior league numbers just aren't there. And I think... There's a few clubs now that get it. I know Gus Gould at Canterbury has done in pathways. Used to be Easy Beats, the Bulldogs. They're high up in SG Ball, Harold Matts, all those competitions. And, um, yeah, it's, it's the way of the future for these NRL clubs. We know how difficult it is to get you know, quality halves. And just watching Bevan French yesterday and also oh. uh, Jonah Pezzett as well there at the Storm, you get the feel. I know they're different situations, but... You can see both of those players playing first grade in the NRL again, particularly Bevan French. Uh, Buzz, do you think a club will be enticing him back to the NRL sooner rather than later? Yeah, look, I'm not exactly sure what his contract Mm. situation is. We've been, and a lot of people have been, quite critical of the Parramatta Eels recruitment over a very, very long period of time. And I sat back watching this fella yesterday morning and I've seen him perform in the uh, I've seen him perform in Super League for a couple of years now he is such an NRL player this guy the other boy the St George fullback who was at St George Illawarra was at Jai Field or yep. Yep. didn't he have a super yeah, game good. why isn't he playing NRL mm. look it's great for the Super League but you're 100% right um Look, the money over there in the Super League is nothing for players like these, the guys we're talking about, is nothing like what it is in the NRL. So that they are quite affordable. I think the important thing is, Mido, when we do expand and when we add PNG or the Bears or Perth or a second New Zealand side, I think the Bevan Frenchers and Jai Fields we're talking about will be very, very important recruitment opportunities for the new clubs in the competition. And, um, yeah, there's some, you know, some. Uh, I, I still don't understand why Parramatta let him go all those years ago. He's a very good footballer. 
He can play fullback, he can play in the halves, he can play in the centres, he's played on the wing. And I think he's almost an X-factor player now. He's got a great speed, very clever footy brain, and yeah, it's a good point you raise. I see French is, this is the last year of his deal, but he has an option for two more years. So whether he takes that up or not will be interesting as the year progresses. He can play, mate, can't he? Yeah. Oh, he had great poise there yesterday. Do you watch any of the trials, Clarky, or you've been busy, mate? I watched a lot of the cricket, mate, to be honest. I did see a little bit of the trials, but more highlights. Oh, but I watched, I was watching Aussies v New Zealand, the 2020 series, which is they your dominated. Man, um, is, is your man Steve Smith gone now for the World Cup, do you think? I uh, don't know. Depends what they want. I think I don't think he's going to be in the starting 11. Um, two low yeah. scores probably didn't hasn't helped him, but I don't know. It's hard. You can only pick Yeah, 15, I read somewhere so. this morning there's so many exciting big hitters yep. who, who sure have got are. better run rates at yep. that level of cricket. And I, I hate seeing champions on the decline, but... Um, um, obviously, we still need him around the well. test arena, mate. Yeah, 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 it's that format. Safe travels, I know my cricket, Clarky. I know my cricket mm. nearly as well as rugby league. Mm. I know, you've told me. Did <laughs> 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 so you, oh, you make it to Tay-Tay over the weekend, Buzz? Um, no, I, I, I uh, haven't gone. But look, I, I, I said to the boys on radio yesterday... You are a Swifty, so definitely a Swifty. I love her music, yeah. but look, I just haven't got time to get out there. But what I like is picking up the paper or looking at the internet or watching on TV how happy she makes people feel. Mm. And to have four grand final crowds in four nights watching this wonderful performer, I just think it's so good for Sydney. I really do. I love it and seeing people happy. You go and have a great trip to Vegas, Buzz. Enjoy first class, yeah. Buzz. Oh, first class, please. I'll talk to you from there next week and do a wash-up, guys. Looking forward to it, mate. Thank you. See you, boys. Cheers. Bye. Lots of texts on the World Club Challenge yesterday. Um, Walnuts. I blame the fact I was heavily hungover on what I saw yesterday morning in the World (laughs) Club Challenge, so I'm very happy that many other people saw the same things, and I can forget about that silly statement, time to get off the grog. Good on you, Walnuts. Boys, why do we have the World Club Challenge now pre-season of the Proms Fright and they'll get flogged if they play our teams, uh, asks Rob. It's just the most practical time to have it. Uh, I know that, uh, well, I think it was 89. Loz tells us they actually had it a couple of weeks or maybe it was a week, I think it was two weeks after the grand final. So, uh, the you know, the epic uh, Balmain Canberra grand final 89. Loz says, what do you think back then they were doing yeah, when they a, got on the plane? It was a junket. It was a <laughs> Holiday. And, and, you know, I remember Loz telling the yarn that, you know, Tim Sheen's just trying to get him to train and, mm. and dial in after they've just won that premiership. So That's what you, I asked you'd Loz. rather have it now than then from yeah. from our perspective. That's why I asked Loz last week. Does it still have the same importance as what it used to? And do the players – like, are, are, the, are the Penrith boys – if they win, maybe different. But are the Penrith boys now sitting there going, geez, wish we'll in Vegas? Or is is it still no? It's an honour to you know win the NRL Grand Final, go and challenge them over there. Is it still that special? Do you think you'd have to ask them? But the fact that they've never won it, and, and I think you could tell in the rhetoric in the lead up during the week, that would they, oh, they were wrong. there. They wanted they to win, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Want, and and yeah. you know you've got the privilege as the NRL champions, premiers, premiers to go and play for this trophy. Mm. So 
But it does feel like, as well, Pup, we've got everything, our teams have everything to lose rather than to gain. Well, I think... Because, let's face it, I mean, we're seen as the premier competition. Well, Grubby which... said it today as well on, on here. Like, oh, he thought he thought the Panthers would have put plenty on them. Mm. And I think there is an expectation because you listen to everyone talk about it. Mm. The NRL is so much stronger than the Super League. It's what we, I get told every day, listening to people that have oh, which, played in both. Without and, a doubt, is. Yeah, so we do. It's hard we, to win over there. If you win the, the grand final here, mm. you are expected to, to beat whatever team you're playing over there. Uh, the World Club Challenge officials should hang their collective heads in shame. One, one or two errors you can ignore, but a plethora and all against one side should raise some serious concerns. Penrith, you was robbed, says Bob in the Hunter Valley. Uh, but then there's this perspective. Uh, let's stop blaming the refs. The Panthers had more than enough chances, which they did. Didn't execute an attack a few times. Didn't get to their kicks 10 metres out. And their execution in attack was very off. They made some some ordinary errors, uh, for sure. Uh, so, and you do have to give Wigan a lot of credit for making it uncomfortable for them. And their defence was was rock solid. Uh, hi, team. Ray Rabbit. Loz, sorry to see your horse unable to stretch out and be comfortable in her stride. She looked sexy at the four hundred metre mark, and looked like a good thing, but was gone at the three hundred and eighty metre mark. Uh, I hope you have a big backyard to home her in. Well, we look forward to getting a full report from Loz on Foxy Cleopatra there on Saturday. Caulfield, uh, hero footy is back. Villain, slow, sexy horses. Good on you, Ray Rabbit, uh, for sending that through. Hero, Will Brown and Feeney. Refreshing to hear two teammates in championship contending cars genuinely stoked for one another. Uh, Villain, the fields in the futurity in Oakley Plate. No name to that one. Uh, keep the coming, by the way. We're giving away a BSB prize pack and a $100 gift card for the best contribution this morning. Uh, we'll take calls when we can, but on the text line, 0419767272. Phil Moss is coming up shortly to talk all things football. And we've still got Ali Mosley from Sky Racing as well. And Matt Burke, while it'd be great to get his take on week one of the Super Rugby Pacific season as well. No word from Loz in transit. <laughs> Over there, heading towards Vegas. Uh, hope he's all good. Uh, big shout out. Uh, we went and watched Blocker and Ciro, Friday Arvo and Mudgy. Amazing afternoon. My belly was aching. Scotty from the Real Gong, uh, sending that one through. Uh, I'm guessing they were nationally there ahead of the trial match on Saturday night. Uh, and uh, also for those who missed it yesterday, Australia beat New Zealand in the cricket, and India have England at appears on the ropes over in the fourth test in Ranchi. England, 353 in their first innings, had a lead of 46 runs after they rolled India for 307, but then suffered an epic collapse. They were three for 110, bowled out for 145, which means India are chasing 192 to win the series. And it stumps day. on day three, none for 40 at India. Bad day for, for England. They, they firstly couldn't knock India's tail over. At one mm. stage, they looked like having over 100 run lead. They couldn't knock the tail over. Yeah, it was seven for 170. Yeah. Yeah. And so, that, in fact, that's the game there. Well. In the collapse. The collapse <laughs> is because the, the wicket's still good for batting. Like, mm. you, a lot of the dismissals are balls that actually go straight on. It's not big turning deliveries that are unplayable balls. So I think 
Yeah, they should have had a bigger lead. If they have a 100-run lead or 110-run yeah, lead, it's, it's, a, lot, significant. A, it's a lot more significant than 40. So that it didn't start well for them. But then to be bowled out the way they were bowled out, I think, yeah, I think it's... Well, it was even watching was interesting because again, all the baseball talk. Oh no, we're going to come harder in these innings after we've we've cop criticism. Well, I think they went at two and a half and over two point six nine in so, the second innings. But that's that's my point around this whole concept around baseball. It's you got to adapt to conditions and you got to assess what's in front of you. And sometimes you can't strike at seven and over, but you can scratch out two and a half, three, four runs and over and make. And if they make two eighty. 250 plus, you about lasted in here and you chase 250 plus. It's a good chase, but they just haven't got there. They they, they didn't find a way to scratch it out. And, and sometimes, that's what I'm saying, even the most aggressive players, the most aggressive players that the game has seen over a long period of time, but, you know, history shows you, you know, they're the best for a reason. They still struggle, but they find a way to get a ugly looking 50 or 80 or 100. And I just don't know... If you can just say we're going to play one way and one way only, and it's going to work against every opposition, every conditions, because this test particularly has showed, um, well, this innings has showed that, well, even with the greatest mindset that we're going to be positive, well, you got knocked over and you went at two and a half and over. So what happened? Basball when it suits them. Glorious morning, Phil. Good morning to you, mate. It is a glorious morning. I was up for uh, sunrise and Liverpool have got the points in the bag, Meadow, and it's uh, Klopp's kids outclass uh, Potch's blue billion-pound bottle jobs, according to Gary Neville. That's a, a pretty big... Wow. Uh, <laughs> that's a pretty There's big... There's a headline. I've ever seen uh, one. Chelsea. Yeah, and uh, but it was put to Potch after the game too, Clarkie, that Gary Neville had said that, and yeah. uh, he said, look, I respect his opinion, but Clearly, I'm not going to agree with that. So I think there might be some behind-the-scenes conversations going on. He doesn't miss many, Gary Neville. Uh, was a hell of a player, but I think he's... It, it, yeah, he seems to... Oh, on one hand, I love that he says what he feels, but, yeah, he doesn't miss you. Uh, even if it's United, he's hit United hard at times as well, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. I, look, to be honest, I think he's got more headlines post his playing career than he did during it. He, he was a fantastic player yeah. and... Uh, he won a lot of trophies at, at Manchester United, but yeah, he's a, he's a pundit that doesn't pull any punches. And um, yeah, I, I, look, I think that that's harsh. Yeah. Blue billion pound bottle jobs. Um, you know, they're they well, have Liverpool not playing for free. <laughs> yeah, that's right, exactly. But when you've got you've got a midfield, and I think the point was that Liverpool had so many players out. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it was a, <laughs> they probably had. Uh, they had probably had just as much talent in the grandstand as what Chelsea had on the pitch. So um, they had 150 million pounds worth of talent on the bench last night, Chelsea, and um, and 100 million, uh, 200 million pound midfielders in Fernandez and uh, Casado in midfield against uh, against some young boys. So it, look, it's a famous victory for Liverpool. Let's not uh, put the the focus too much on Chelsea because this was a famous Liverpool victory um, done with a lot of kids and uh, obviously in Klopp's last season he gets his hand on his first trophy so the quadruple and uh, we talk about the league the, the league cup the, the FA Cup uh, the league and the and the uh, Europa League um, are all still alive and kicking and uh, you know if you don't dream miracles don't happen uh, dreaming is something Manchester United are not doing they're just having nightmares to lose it against Fulham 2-1 at Old Trafford. 
that's just a disastrous result for United. Uh, yeah, this it, clean it, out it, can't come soon enough. That's right, and and a new owner, a uh, new uh, minority owner coming in, and um, you know saying that he wants to take over from Manchester City and Liverpool. Well, I mean that's great. It's great to have aspirations, and uh, and I've just said if you don't dream, you don't create miracles. But um, you know, step by step, first things first. They've they done a massive clean out, and um, and you know, the culture is a massive thing, and I just don't think they've had one. Since Sir Alex Ferguson left the uh, left the dugout, he hasn't left the club. Obviously, he's still been involved at board level and, and so forth. But uh, yeah, the, the way they capitulated um, in the in injury time, um, you know, Harry Maguire scored in the 89th minute, but then Awobi with that 97th minute winner for Fulham at Old Trafford, and uh, it was I think it was Traore waltz past uh, Maguire on halfway, ran half the length of the field, wasn't touched laid the ball off for Awobi and he wasn't touched and, and picked his spot for the winner. So just a snapshot of how bad they are. Arsenal's uh, good win, put Newcastle to the sword, but it keeps them just behind Liverpool. Yeah, that's right. This was an emphatic win and uh, not a good night for, for Newcastle. But Arsenal, you can't deny them, Clarky. They've, uh, they've been fantastic this season. They're, they're right up. Uh, they're in the challenge right up to their necks. Um, I don't think they'll get past our Liverpool middle, but uh, that's just my opinion. Um, but certainly they're going to make a fist of it. And, uh, you know, the, the, the title fight is, is starting to heat up now. It's, um, you know, we've played 26 games. Uh, all top four sides are, uh, have played the same number of games, so there's no one with a game in hand. Only Andrews Spurs have got a game in hand because of that uh, delayed game against uh, Chelsea. Uh, from the League Cup this morning. So uh, things starting to heat up, which is great. What about the Matildas, buddy? Got the result we'll after? They did. Um, they had to work hard for yeah, it, as we sort of thought they would. Best, were they? Yeah. Uh, well, a little bit of credit. They, no, they weren't. But um, a little bit of credit to Uzbekistan. They were well organised yeah. as we expected. And they just had to, you know, they had to huff and puff a few times before they blew their house down. And once they got the first goal, Michelle Heyman, fantastic uh, to see her back in the fold after six years. Um, without a cap and um, and scored on her return um, the first goal and that was the one that broke the back of the Uzbeks um, and then we went on and scored another couple Mary Fowler honestly yeah. when she's got the ball at her feet she's just majestic to watch yeah outstanding performance uh, looks like we'll be going to Paris now yesterday in the A League those Mariners they just keep winning one nil against Melbourne victory at Amy Park I should uh, I should have known better. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I'm sure Loz is laughing uh, while he's queuing up in customs and getting delayed flights everywhere. But uh, yeah, look, the, the heart that they've got, and there was three red cards in this game, two to Melbourne Victory and, and one to uh, the Mariners, uh, best Barcelos, who scored the winner in that um, uh, AFC Cup uh, zonal final the other night, uh, saw red in this one. But uh the heart they showed coming off the back of 120 minutes, and I think the placebo effect. And I did mention that on Friday that the one thing that may just get them over the line in this in this one was the placebo effect and feeling good about you know winning that final and progressing to the next stage. Um, they just don't know. They don't know how to lie down. They never have really. Even even during the the lean years, um, the, you know that the heart was still there. Things just weren't working. But this is a, this is a fantastic. Uh, win away from home against Melbourne Victory, who are desperate uh, to stay in the title fight. And uh, full credit to uh, to Mark Jackson and all the players. Wanderers got a much-needed win against Adelaide as well, I saw, Mossy. 
Yeah, well, it was, a, it was a weekend of draws, really, Clarky. Four out of six games were draws, and the only two win, winners were the uh, Mariners and Western Sydney Wanderers. So that's uh, that gives both those clubs a, a great opportunity to, um, you know, to capitalise on other teams faltering or holding each other to draws. So um, it was a gutsy win uh, from Western Sydney down in Adelaide. Never an easy place to go. Uh, red card to to Ben Halloran, which was a fair decision in my opinion. It, it, it was a bit controversial, but I thought it was a red card. Um, and then you got Perth Glory, Wellington Phoenix. Um, they played out a draw. Alan Stadzic has come out and said they're not uh, happy with the draw, even though it was against top of the table uh, Phoenix, which is good to see the you know the mindset shifting under Stadge, uh, as you'd expect. And the other one was Sydney FC, Melbourne City. Sydney FC were very, very good in the first half. They just couldn't stick the ball in the back of the net enough times to get the three points and Melbourne City hang in there and uh, got the point in the end. Uh, random question on the text line from Crackers in Albury. Can you ask Mossy, is there any chance of football bringing in an interchange bench where players can come on and off to speed the game up and hopefully create more goals, asks Crackers in Albury. So I guess he, he means unlimited or, you know, players who were substituted can come back on. Yeah, good good question, Crackers. Thank you. Um, I, I don't think so. Um, I, our game is built on momentum and um, rhythm and um, synchronicity to, to an extent. And I just think that that would... Uh, I mean, sometimes coaches turn games into chaos um, in the second half if things aren't going well and, and, you know, empty their bench. But I think unlimited interchange in our game would ruin um, what makes it so great. And that's the, the fluency of games and, and things like that. So can't see it happening. And to be honest, my, my personal opinion is I wouldn't like to see it happen. I can tell you synchronicity is the biggest word used on this show on a Monday ever. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, what really do you mean on a Monday? <laughs> <laughs> You got it out just one. perfectly too, Mossy. Impressive. Uh, big believer in synchronicity, <laughs> mate. <laughs> mate, uh, you go and have a great day. Will do. Look forward to a great week and I'll speak uh, speak on Friday. Take care, boys. Sky Racing's Ali Mosley. A very good morning. Good morning, Mido. I just heard we've lost Lance. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't actually know, Al. We, know, <laughs> we, don't even, we, we know he's left Australia. Put it that way. <laughs> Just, Are we tracking his flight somewhere? We're trying everything. No, he, he did arrive <laughs> in the United thought, States. He's touched down. But it's the oh, we no. connecting flight. I still I, I'm still unsure if he went to San Fran or LA. <gasps> yeah, look, Customs might not have let him in. They're pretty tough over there. Well, I think, yeah, maybe he was in that line. There you go. He spoke about that. <laughs> the at the consulate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I'll tell you who, who were in the line, in the queue, were people who followed you in to Celestial Legend in the Hobart Villa on Saturday. Oh, it was great. I, I so wish that a couple of weeks ago when I thought about this Rose Hill Guineas party was on that I'd, I'd suggested we take him as, as an early bet there because he's the real deal. And as soon as Les Bridge was on track on Saturday and Bon Ho, his owner, was there as well, I thought something's happening here and Les doesn't often miss when he knows he's got a good one. He, he is a very, very handy galloper. Um, if, you know, if he wasn't already in people's black book, he's a real deal and, and he deserves his spot there. And it's great to see Les back at the races too. He got quite emotional on Saturday, actually, when Greg Radley interviewed him. He sort of um, was really was really feeling it. I think he almost almost had him there um, at, at, at probably at tears. I think he was really, um, really emotional on Saturday. Ali, has he got your return to winning ways as well? 
Yeah, she was super, wasn't she? I know um, that the stable had a big opinion of her returning, so she came back in really nice order. There were some, some good runs on the weekend. I thought actually Rexfart was the hidden run in the Millie Fox in a race where the first two in the running dominated. We saw them in that speed battle down the straight, down the straight but Lekvart made good ground from the back. She ran the best last 600 and 200 of the race. She was in super form last campaign, and I think she looks to have come back as well, if not better. So I definitely want to follow her out of it as well. Very loyal to Lekvart, aren't you? Yeah, I love her. But yeah. I, you know what? I think she's a I, – I, I really do. I, I do get a little bit stuck on my favourites, but I, I think she's come back in super order. I think she's got a lot of talent too. That's a good run. Now, this Waterhouse bot situation in their two-year-olds is now just getting ridiculous as uh, Straight Charge and Espionage run the Quinella there in uh, the Tab Silver Slipper on Saturday. Uh, what did you make of the performance of Straight Charge beating the stable, mate? Uh, he was great. And I thought he had a little bit of improvement to come. Physically, just looking at both of them, I thought Espionage maybe had the upper hand on him and Straight Charge had just maybe even a little bit of a touch to come through in the coat and, and probably improvement to come. So he'll go on with it. I think Espionage loses no admirers either. He'll take a lot of benefit from that. I think he'd only had the one trial as well coming into that. So, um, or maybe two, but pretty pretty quiet trial the first time out um, with Nash aboard. So I think he'll take improvement from that as well. Erno's Cube was brave. Oh, I don't know what to make of Celerity. She's got all the talent there, but she's just got to figure it out mentally. I think she's a little bit, um, a little bit of a tricky customer. So I think she'll be one to watch as well once the penny drops with her. And Lady of Camelot was desperately unlucky, wasn't she? She got a little bit carved up out in front and she'll go on with the job as well. And no doubt we'll see her in the slipper too. Uh, in the uh, slipper, yeah, Blue Diamond. I'm getting confused now. No doubt we'll see her in the slipper out of the Blue Diamond. Before we get your horses, your following out of the weekend, did you know that uh, Clark and I just mesmerised looking that Taylor Swift's worth <laughs> $1.7 billion? Does she like a punk, do we know? Uh, Loves wow, horses. We've inc- <laughs> got a trackside at Rose Hill just before the concert on Saturday night. Just the one point. Seven billion. Teaching me up saying Travis Kelsey was coming to the races on Saturday. Oh, and you, and you believed it? <laughs> so, Brilliant. I, really I was going there thinking, oh my God, Travis Kelsey's coming to the races Saturday. That's pretty cool. Oh, um, wouldn't it be great if we could get her there for, for racing the crossover that we'd have with all the young fans she's got? Um, I didn't. I had no idea she was worth that much money, but rightly so. She's a superstar. Is she not probably the most famous person in the world at the moment, Definitely. you would argue? Got to be. Yeah. Certainly the most Every, powerful, I reckon. <laughs> Yeah, every man and their dogs with her concert. I am not really a Swifty, I have to say, and I'm not going to her concert, but I can see the appeal. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> what are you following out of the meeting? Uh, probably Taylor Swift. I should have taken the tip <laughs> and gone to, her, gone to her concert like every other human in Australia has gone this week. Um, I thought Faulkner Park provided a really pleasing return over a distance short of his best. He worked on strongly mm. over the concluding stages and he'll be hard to beat next time over a longer journey. Rainbeal, a really interesting one. She is a mare I've followed for a little while too. She produced an eye-catching effort to finish third. She got back from her wide draw, but she ran home strongly on the inferior footing uh, through the day and she ran the best last 600 of the day. So I know I had a chat to Tyler Schiller before the race and he said she's She's another one who's a little bit tricky, but um, she'll be one to follow. And then, of course, Celestial Legend and Danish Prince, I thought, did a great job to finish close up in that race off the speed. And the, just one thing I wanted to mention as well, I had a good chat to Danny Williams on Saturday about Bandy's boy who'd had that setback two weeks ago and his owner sadly passed away a couple of weeks ago in what was really um, awful circumstances. So um, he will go now to the country champs 
qualifier and hopefully we see him in the country champs and it could be a real fairy tale for him, albeit in pretty um, sad circumstances with his owner passing away. So for, for Danny Williams and the connections, I really hope that Bandy's boy can get his spot and run a big race in the country champs. Yeah, you hear. Uh, and down south, Mr Brightside, ridiculous. I know. How can I mean, we say it week in, week out. He, he was super. Did he beat the best? fields in the world maybe not but um he just keeps turning up and and he he wears his heart on his sleeve he had an absolute gut buster first up and he's fantastic for for everyone involved in racing so we'd love to see him win every week ali thank you so much thanks guys i hope you hope you're enjoying the swift swift mania for the rest of the week well (laughs) i've got good news loz has landed yeah and apparently he'll be on in about 40 minutes time hopefully fingers (laughs) are swifty that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Ali. See you, guys.